Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And today we are off to the world of solo games. Uh, we're going to be talking solo games in general, so that can mean games that are strictly one-player games a la Friday or uh, Omiron? Om- what's that one? Not Omiron. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that. And you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, or games oh, that oh, are... Oniram. Oniram. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say, I, that is not right what I'm saying. Uh, or they're going to be games that are, you know, they have a base player count of one and go up to however many count players, but you've either, you know, they, uh, found that they're a great single-player experience or you found that... It, uh, I've had a couple experiences where... Um, I've played a game as one to learn how to play it, and then I take it to the table, and then um, for whatever reason, I just kind of get back to it's either a game that's hard to get to the table, and so it's just easier for me to set it up and play as one, or just the one-player experience is so great that I just tend to turn it into a one-player game. Uh, Those types of games as well. So any game you can play as one player, we're going to get into uh, our experiences. We're going to go through a list of our best versions of that, or, or our picks, I should say for um best one player games uh so yeah let's uh let's jump into it um do we have anything else we want to get into before we jump into the list yes actually uh we're gonna do a real quick uh what i played recently and that is a brand new game for me and kirsten and that is a the two-player 1v1 battler radlands so uh-huh. uh, yes it uh we finally got to the table we played it twice um spoiler alert loved it <laughs> uh, i have the uh the deluxe edition so it comes with the two uh neoprene play mats and the plastic cards that are super neat you can fold these things in half and they just spring back up it's uh i've never seen cards like this in a game before it's really really neat super plastic and super fun um and so basically we we played it twice um it's very very easy to uh to explain very easy to get into the symbology on the cards is uh is intuitive once you understand what they mean um and it really is the 1v1 battler for people who don't like 1v1 battling games um and that's kind of what drew me to buy this in the first place because i'm not a 1v1 battler kind of guy uh, feels to take that to me uh, just sitting there and I take two life points from you and mm-hmm. oh I kill that guy and take three life points and what's your counter at okay and they're just <laughs> like it, it, it to me that just I, I don't I don't love that plus a lot of uh, a lot of those type of games have to do with like customizing your decks and things like that and it's just a, a lot um a lot more than I really want to put into a quick take that kind of game. Um, yeah. This game, what kind of separates it from that and what sort of makes it um, less feel less like that is it's, it's fairly abstracted, which is nice. Uh, it's very tactical, uh, especially in that everyone's drawing from one single deck. So to set up the game, we just put out the placemats, um, choose your bases, and everyone draws cards from this one central deck. So everybody's got access to the same cards. They've got the same chances to get the same stuff. And uh, so it's very evenly matched. Uh, what makes each side feel different, because they, they do feel very different. What makes each side different is uh, the bases that they choose. Uh, the bases all have special powers, and there's like 40-some-odd bases you can choose from. And you only have three in front of you um and basically the the winner is the first one to destroy all three of the other players bases and there's really only three states your cards can be in they can be just undamaged damaged and destroyed so there's not like hit points for this or this one has you know can take a bunch more damage it's it's the same uh bases cards everything that's uh they're just you turn them for one damage and you flip them to destroy them so it's it's very easy to keep track of in that regard and okay. um, and so it's just a lot less accounting to keep up with here and so consequently the turns go very quickly very smoothly um the game uh is kind of 
over before it gets stale or before you feel like, man, uh, I'm either getting destroyed or I'm just dominating this game so hard. It It's over before you really have that, that feeling, that sense of it. Um, I lost both times, uh, once <laughs> in very dramatic fashion in that I all three of my bases were destroyed and none of Kirsten's were damaged. Uh, that was game one, not my shining moment. Uh, right. The next one, next game was going to be close to that, but yeah, I, I ended up kind of getting a little bit of a comeback and managed to destroy, I think, two of her bases before I lost all mine. So uh, <laughs> getting getting the hang of it, but uh, but it's definitely, definitely fun, very tactical. You can't really do any planning per se um, outside of uh, playing event cards, but um yeah very very cool uh neither one of us like what 1v1 battling games we both really enjoyed this game and this is gonna go uh in our rotation of two-player games so um nice that definitely try it if uh if you are like man it's just another magic clone or whatever uh it's not give it a shot yeah, it looks great, too. I love the art on this game. They did an amazing job. I remember that from the... Um, I've not played it, but I remember seeing the promos, and this thing just like looks so cool on the table. That neon cyberpunk or uh, post-punk. Um, I see playmats on one of the pictures. That doesn't come with it, right? That's an add-on, I'm assuming. Uh, the the playmats came with my version. I got the oh, deluxe Oh, you have the version. deluxe. Oh, right. That's yeah, what it is. Okay. Yeah, comes with the playmats uh, and the big, like, chunky pieces. and yeah. So. It's super cool looking game. Yeah, and after playing with the playmats, I can't fathom wanting to play this game without them. Sure. Uh, a lot of games, the playmats are kind of superfluous. Like, uh, I have games that come with playmats that I don't use because, like, why? Uh, mm-hmm. This one, actually, because it has, like, an event track and things like that, uh, I find it. I, I found it very useful to have the playmats. So I'm never going to play this without them. Yeah. Do they fit? I'm assuming they don't fit in the box. They do. They, they do. do. Really? I have the big. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good sized box, actually. Oh, okay. It's, uh, that it comes in. It uh, the, the retail box comes with, uh, you know, it's the tiny box. Yeah. Uh, that whole box is actually fits inside this deluxe box. Oh, so cool. When you, okay. When you open up the deluxe box, you have the retail box in the insert and then you have on either side you have the play mats gotcha so okay yeah I, I see that now oh that's a really cool way of doing it though too I mean not that you need the deluxe to play I'm sure but um, if you are going to have it to be able to have not just a play mat flopping around and having to you know find a way to keep all that stuff together yes I play appreciate mat storage that is Redlands handy. yes thanks Roxley Games yeah way to think about it Roxley this is cool though. I'm looking. I was just looking up about the basic box size. If you're just going to get the retail game though, and uh, I love that that it's a small, concise box you can throw into a bag, and not just uh, at least from my perspective. I guess I haven't seen measurements, but it looks like something that isn't something that's going to be uh, hard to transport around. So you could take this one out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And without the playmats, like it, it because it does come with the retail box inside of it. You could just take it out and take it somewhere. Nice. Play. It's it's not a big space hog either. It doesn't. I mean, your your tableau is, you've got to have room there, but it's not. It it probably takes up less space. I feel like than parade. Oh, okay. Yeah, and parade's pretty easy to get out eat too. So, yeah. except parade's like six feet long of cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just can't you play saying? it on a on a, a short table. It's got to be a long one. You weren't you saying too? Like the cards are made of a different material. Like they're. Like hyper durable or something. I, they I, are. I know that the deluxe ones are plastic. I don't know if the retail ones are plastic or not, but the deluxe ones, like you can literally, and and I have because I saw it on a video, and so I wanted to do it in real life, and it works. Uh, you can literally pinch it in half, huh? And uh, and let it go, and it just goes right back to shape. It's really cool. Wow, that's pretty, that is super cool. Nice. I'm looking for this. I'm gonna, we're going to check this one out for sure. I, we're in a two-player mode right now, Shelley and I are. And so, um, although I, 
<laughs> I need to reorganize some games and get rid of. We're at we're at uh, full capacity on my game shelves right now, and uh, my wife's starting to develop a twitch at the corner of her eye <laughs> whenever I talk about new games. So that's I fair. have to uh, reset, fair. but I could cram a tiny little box in there somewhere. I'm sure. Speaking of tiny little boxes, I heard you were playing uh, Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll versus Hyde. Uh, yes, you heard correctly. We have been, um, yeah, we both really like that game. I've been playing it a bunch. Um, I played it, uh, with Shelly. I played it with another friend of mine and, uh, I am not great at trick-taking games, so I'm getting kind of, (laughs) I don't win that much of this game, but I really enjoy it. I, um, am so impressed by this game. It's such a fun take on it. It reminds me a lot of Fox in the Forest, not in gameplay, but in just sort of like, wow, I can't believe this is such a fresh take on how to do this trick-taking style of stuff um, or style of play. And I really, really love how surprisingly on theme it is. It just blows my mind that you, you know, and it's it's not a terribly complex theme, but it really does feel when you're Dr. Jekyll, you're just trying to keep yourself together and your mental state is slowly declining. And there's this crazy alternative personality that's pushing you to create chaos. And you're like, keep it together, man. Just keep it together for one more day. And then Hyde is just like pure chaos and insanity. And you're just there to like tear it up and create uh, just imbalance i just i love yeah. it so much exactly because like because hyde doesn't care if he takes all the tricks or none of the tricks he just wants one of those two things uh so yeah he just wants total chaos and and it is the most thematic trick taker i've i've ever played and i i dig that uh trick taking is very difficult one to uh to put theme on just because it's such a i don't know such a, a an icy fixed mechanic that it's uh to put theme on it just yeah seems like lipstick on a pig kind of thing but this right. one really really does uh it, it does take advantage of the theming in a, a really unique way so perfect i'm glad you too, like yeah. it yeah 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 the great recommend this is a real fun one i'm super glad we got into it so it's gonna be hitting our table very frequently um but uh yeah redlands i'm i'm looking forward to checking this one out too i feel like there's been a lot of um not, maybe not a lot i just feel like i'm noticing a lot lately a lot of really great two players like they're sort of re-examining two player only games and um just kind of being like ah that's okay i don't need to jam three or four people in a game that really can't support it i can just be okay with that this is a two player uh and i love i love that i love the, that there's those options out there yeah, I've I've been finding a lot of games that I really thought would be better with three and four player and playing them two player and really enjoying how different it feels. Yeah. Uh, and and th- there's a lot of bigger games that I used to be like, hey, I, if I'm going to play this, it's got to be at full complement that I'm just like, I only want to play two player with these now. Right. Because uh, it's such, such a different and such a a unique experience so yeah i'm with you we should we should do an uh, update our two-player list at some point that's a good idea we should really should um well speaking of uh solo <laughs> games that are okay with what they are at a certain player count let's jump let's take that as a segue to jump into our our list <clears throat> um so yeah so these are our uh one player selections how, how do we actually uh what's the description of, of this list is it just or how did you approach your list? Did, did you approach it just in um, games that you prefer to play one player, games that you regularly play as one player, or just good versions of one player games? I approach this list of if I'm going to sit down by myself, um, what are the first 10 games that I am going to choose to play solo? Okay. Um, some of them, uh, most of them are games that... Uh, that are multiplayer but have a solo mode. Um, I did include one, specifically one uh, one player only game, and I also included a um, a game that uh, has technically has a solo mode, but I prefer to play it multi handed, like I would with multiple players. It's obviously a um, a co op game, but mm-hmm. uh, I. Found that uh, playing it multi-handed is actually more fun for me personally than uh, than playing with the solo rules. So I specifically wanted to include that one to show sure. uh, something that it, games that aren't necessarily designed to be one player can sometimes be a lot of fun solo if you do 
multi-handed. But yeah, really, I just wanted to look at uh, what are the top 10 games that I enjoy playing solo, regardless cool. of anything else. Yeah, that's kind of how I did it, too. It's just, what which ones do I really like, <laughs> regardless of what they are, player counter. But, uh, and I, I have a, some, too, that, that's in line with that, where it's just like, I just kind of prefer to play this uh, in a certain way, but solo is really one of my favorite ways, so... Uh, let's jump into it. Um, do you want to lead off and kick us off with the first uh, first player game? Oh, or single player game? Are you doing this in any order as well? I don't think I don't really put mine in like order of like these are my favorites and my next my last five will be my best games. They're kind of just all games I really like. So yeah, I, that's kind of the way that I organized it as well. These are all uh, games that uh, my my numbers like. One, two, and three are probably in order as far as my top three favorites, but um, but up until then, yeah, I'm just sort of going in order of whatever I feel like talking about right now. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right, man, kick it off. What do you got? All right, well, I am kicking it off with um, sort of a almost new edition-ish game of uh, one of the most popular solo games around um, and that is terraforming mars specifically aries expedition aha so terraforming mars aries expedition is a uh, it's a they're, they're calling it the card game version of terraforming mars which inherently is basically a card game as it is um, so I don't necessarily think of it as the card game version. I think of it as an exceptionally streamlined version. This right. is a one hour or less uh, terraforming Mars that to me hits all the points of terraforming Mars that I liked without a three plus hour playtime. Sure. So um, what it does, it uh, it takes out a few things, but basically it keeps a lot of the card play and it's kind of a combination of... Um, if you've ever played, uh, you've played Race for the Galaxy, right? Uh huh. So it's got uh, it's got a very similar mechanism, card playing mechanism to Race for the Galaxy, um, in kind of combination of traditional terraforming Mars. So uh, there's a lot of card play. This game focuses almost entirely on the card play aspect of it, and um, it's just everything's so streamlined and everything just moves quicker and freer and honestly i can't imagine i'm ever going to play terraforming mars again when i could play aries expedition and the solo mode is is a lot of fun it's um it also very streamlined uh and basically you're trying to uh you're trying to beat a uh a, a timeline you're trying to get everything done by the end of uh i think the to the 12th or the 15th phase uh turn of the game okay so um and and there's also like a score that you want to uh, that you have to beat as well so it's kind of a combination of of you have to accomplish something but also uh you can uh also keep track of your wins based on how how many points above that you get so it's not just always like a straight um I have to beat my high score, but it's also not a straight uh, I either won or I didn't. So it's kind right. of a combination of the two, which which I like. Um, I rarely win. I think I've won, gosh, once or twice. Uh, okay. And there are three levels of difficulty, so you can you can adjust it based on you know pulling cards out and things like that. So, um, but cool. it's a very streamlined solo experience. Uh, it's v- pretty easy to set up. Uh, only takes a few minutes, uh, which is also a gigantic uh, difference between that and terraforming Mars itself, the the full game. So cool, yeah. I've heard. Um, I'm really, I really want to play this. I actually tried to get. <laughs> so I had this experience with terraforming Mars. I've never played it, but I've tried so hard to play it. I got uh, terraforming Mars. Someone's getting rid of it in the game group. And they um, were just like, hey, I, we played this, and I didn't really like it. And so I just thought I'd pass it on. 
Um, do you want it? And I was like, yeah, sure. you know what? I'll try it, and if, if I, I'll swap you a game or something. And so I took it home, and I uh, tried to get it played. <laughs> I tried to get it played. I would get it set up, and then something would come up, and I'd have to be like, okay, I'm, I'll come back to this. And then I had it like set up like three or four times, and I did get started with the rules. Uh, but <laughs> Terraforming Mars is sort of notorious for not a great rule book and um, a lot of rules. And so <laughs> I never got past learning the game to actually play it. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, it's not necessarily the game's fault, but it was just a variety of reasons. And also, the inhibition, though, was the length of Terraforming Mars. It's kind of notorious for being a very long game. Um, and some people were like, why isn't this a little more streamlined? So when Ares was re- announced, I, w- I thought, like, oh, okay, maybe it was my experience to get in that world. So this is definitely on my list of games to get to the table. I don't own it, but... Um, I know people who have it, and I see this one on sale. Actually, I'm just looking up right now. Right now on Amazon, it's on sale right now in a heavy heavy sale. So I really am uh, glad to hear that you like it because I definitely want to check this one out. It looks so cool, and I really love the theme of Terraforming Mars and the idea of it. Kind of a, it's a real-world difficulty of you know terraforming a planet or existing on a planet without – uh, magic or uh, aliens and things like that. It's just right. science. So um, it's really exciting to me that this they they did this streamlining or um, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, it's a streamlining right of the of the of the original game. Yes, very much so. And the rules are, uh, I would rather explain Ares Expedition than regular terraforming Mars any day, every day right. for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> the the rule book is really good. There's also uh, a really good watch it played. Um, that Rodney Smith does uh, of it um, that pretty much covers everything. It's uh, it's very, very thorough. Um, there's very few exceptions to anything. If you've ever played that, the biggest thing is if you've ever played race for the galaxy, mm-hmm. you are, you're, you're already halfway there because you understand the card play concepts. Um, so, so it's, uh, I, I like what they did with that. Um, but it's just, it, it is, it, I keep saying streamlined, but it is so streamlined and it's exactly what I wanted Terraforming Mars to be when I originally played Terraforming Mars. And I have played the full Terraforming Mars quite a few times. Um, and it's just, it's so long. And the thing that makes it so long too is, especially when you have really good Terraforming Mars players, right? they tend to... Uh, want to get more points so they don't go for the stuff because there's really no like in-game timer you know right so if they don't add to the oxygen or add to the heat or do any of those things on just collect points then like it can literally take three plus hours Uh, i've also played two hour games of it with people who are just just push 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 to try and get all the stuff up and don't really care about the points but um, that's a pretty rare game, especially if you have people who really like terraforming Mars. They're they're into the points, and they're into the card play, and they they want to do as much as they can, and that just makes for such a such a long game. Um, yeah. But but Ares Expedition is is quick. Like I said, hour or less, um, pretty much right around an hour. Uh, certainly hit the forty five minute mark, but um, it is, and it it scratches all the itches. Uh, because the best part of terraforming Mars is that card play, and, yeah. and that's very present in this. They they did a really good job of uh, of keeping that without keeping the the gameplay length up. So, uh, big recommend from me. Um, I've actually weirdly uh, never played it multiplayer, but it is great solitaire. And if I just play it solitaire forever, I will be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> well there you go nice all right well let's keep the theme in space for my pick here and uh i'm gonna jump a little farther in face a little more um fantastical for my first pick and that's gonna be uh star realms the gambit set um so star realms is an older game it came out in 2014 uh this gambit set i think original star realms came out a little earlier than that but i don't think too much earlier um what one is original Star Realms? Uh, oh, yeah, never mind. 14. So this came out in the same year. So Star Realms is a uh, 1v1 um, game where you're basically battling between um, someone else and uh, you've got spaceships and you're exploring the galaxy and slowly increasing your, your – you're slowly exploring the galaxy through these cards. 
Um, and, you know, expending your ships out there, ships do certain things, and eventually you're going to run into another race that's out there, and they're also exploring the galaxy, and you immediately don't like each other, and you just start battling each other for dominance of the galaxy. Um, and so it's a really fun game. I really like it. It was designed by a couple of Magic the Gathering players. It is not at all Magic, but it's got a great um, design to it. It's a pretty fun and much lighter game than Magic. So I played a lot of Star Realms, but I got the Gambit set as well a while ago. And what the Gambit set does is it increases or it gives you the option to play it solo and play it co-op. Um, so what the gambit set is is basically it's just a couple scenarios. So um, what happens is in the the universe of the game, you are uh, kind of you know just exploring the galaxy as one does, and then all of a sudden uh, something happens, and it's either a malevolent force like an all-consuming blob enters the galaxy, uh, or the nemesis beast I think is what they call it. Um, it's just sort of, it's this all-consuming force that comes. Uh, out of nowhere and it's just uh, eating everything and you've got to find a way to stop it so you know instead of trying to conquer the galaxy you now just have to fight off this giant space monster uh or there is a unknown up until now faction of a race that is entering the galaxy as well and they are challenging you directly so more a little more in line with how the normal game works but they've got some interesting abilities and uh, quirks that make them much more intriguing and, and unique to play with play against um so it's not a big expansion and it don't, there are only those two scenarios to play against but I, it, because it star realms is such a short game um it really really is a great solo uh quick little solo game to play uh, it doesn't take a lot of setup. You can kind of play it on a little side table even if you wanted to. Uh, I've definitely done that. <laughs> I've, I think I've played it in like a doctor's office just waiting uh, <laughs> in the waiting room. Um, it's just a great fun little uh, solo version of a fun little 1v1 game that I already really liked. And I was really glad, glad to pick it up. The nice thing about Star Realms 2 is it's been around since 2014, but it's still everywhere. You've probably seen it in uh, board game stores. It's definitely online still. You can buy it from... Um, you know, Amazon for sure, but uh, Game Nerds and Digital uh, or Miniature Market. Uh, and if you do, I would highly recommend picking up the Gambit set. Uh, it's not just the solo version. You also have the co-op missions, which align with those um, same two scenarios that I described. But they also give you uh, – the pack also includes some, like, individual powers. So you have, like, these power-up abilities. You get assigned a few of them at the beginning of the game, and then you can use them um, as the game progresses should you choose to then you can use these in the solo version as well. So it's just a few new ways to play the game. But the solo version really does shine, and I love that game. <laughs> have you ever played well, it solo? Uh, I, I've never, I haven't. I have Star Realms. I, I like Star Realms uh, a lot. I am looking at it right now on my shelf. And uh, <laughs> I had no idea it even had a, a solo way to play it. So I yeah. had no idea the Gambit set was a thing. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, the way the solo works too, it's like these, um, so it's, it's pirates. That's the other race that comes out. So pirates, uh, start attacking your fleets, um, or the nemesis beast comes out and just starts trying to consume the galaxy. Uh, and it's great because they're, it's a randomized system. So, um, there are four different factions in star realms and each card that, um, pops up is going to have a symbol that references something. And so the way they pop up, though, makes the 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 solo um, enemy play differently, like responds differently or does different things. And it's all based on what is available in the market. And so it's a really cool system of it does feel kind of alive. It doesn't feel like a sort of a one note automaton. It really does feel like it's um, changing strategy or adjusting to what's out there and what's happening in the game. And I just, it's, it's a very simple way to do it, but it's a really effective way to do it. So, uh, I would recommend picking it up. I think the gambit pack is only like seven bucks. Oh, okay. Well, I, now that's on my list. Yeah. And you could do it, uh, co-op too. So you and Kristen can, Kristen can, uh, uh, jump in together and fight the nemesis beast. Nice. <laughs> okay. That's what we call um, cleaning our house on the weekends. The nemesis yes. beast. We've got to fight the nemesis beast. <laughs> the couple that fights the nemesis beast stays together, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, my uh, my next one, I feel like a version of this may actually be on your list as well. But okay. uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so the next on my list is a really super duper small um game f- 
from uh, Button Shy, so a wallet game, uh, called Agropolis, which is actually a standalone Sprawlopolis game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't know if Sprawlopolis would be on your list. I know you like Sprawlopolis a lot. It is on my list, so I will just spoil that now <laughs> and okay. say that you all, I also have this one, so go, go well, ahead. I, fi- I figured we could just talk about this together <laughs> yeah, because let's do it. I'm uh, – mine is uh, Agropolis, so I don't play with Sprawlopolis, just the, the Agropolis uh, cards. Okay. But from my understanding, very, very similar. Um, you're trying to uh, beat a score so that you, you draw three scoring cards at the beginning – and they have numbers at the top of them that kind of set a score that you have to hit uh, by the end in order to uh, to win the game solo. And so mm-hmm. you uh, you play through all the cards, and you know you set them up, and this touching that, and you can cover stuff up, but then you lose other stuff, and so you're trying to get these these scoring uh, things done, like you know chickens next to pigs or surround cows with nothing nothing but pigs or you have to have six pigs in a row or some something like that um i don't think actually those are any actual cards but uh but that kind of concept and um and then at the end you score it and if you've beaten the number on the cards then uh, then you win and the thing i love about this so much is that it's so fast right i can bust one of these out in 10 minutes or less and uh and just have a good time and start over and just keep going and it's uh it's a pleasant way to spend an afternoon um and it's uh it's not super duper brain burnery i mean it can be if you're really trying to maximize points this can actually be one of the most brain burny games you could play but the way I play it is not with a calculator, so I just sort of am like, all right, well, this kind of does this, and I'll set this up for this. And yeah, that, <laughs> that seems like that's a good place for that. And, yeah. Um, I play it in a much more, with a much more relaxed mindset because it's so small and so quick. Um, some of the longer games that I play solo, uh, because it's so long, and if I'm going to put an hour, an hour and a half into a game, like I want to win it. But yeah. if I put 10 minutes into a game, like as long as I'm having a good time, I don't really care that much if I win it. I'd obviously prefer to, but sure. Um, but yeah, the it's less pressure with a game of this length. So yeah, that's um, uh, I have not played Agropolis, but I have Sprawlopolis, and uh, I'd, I'd love to try and see play it and see what's different about what they reinvented with it because it is uh, basically the same style of game. It's the same game with some tweaks and adjustments and uh, to make it a separate thing but um, yeah sprawlopolis plays very similarly you are uh, building a city basically you're expanding a city and then you've got certain things to, you know that you're same with the uh, Agrolop- agropolis um, you are trying to fulfill some objectives and they're all going to be always going to be different each game every card is dual-sided um, so the back side of the card is the objective and the front side of the card is the play uh, card the face you'd be playing out so three of the cards are always taken out and i think it's three yeah um and are going to be out of the game because they're just going to be object objectives but uh yeah i really like this the sprawlopolis the version i have of it a lot too and it's uh, like you said it's it's fast and it's, it's satisfying and you're kind of it's kind of addictive and you're just trying to like beat your score um each time and making sure that you uh, you know just just approach it in different ways and you could even replay it with the same objectives or just flop new objectives and try to fulfill those um but yeah i like this game a lot too i think it's really fun i also got a couple expansions with mine with the button shy games it's nice because typically when you order them you can just do an add-on expansion for a couple bucks um or sometimes it's even bundled in their packaging um as well but i have the rec star and um what do i have the beaches and i think i have actually i think i have four expansions the construction and uh, points of interest um all of those are really fun to play with they do different things too if you are looking for an add-on the typically they're one or two cards uh, thrown in Rexstar is fun it basically giant monster shows up and starts just <laughs> wrecking your city for no reason <laughs> and uh but uh i would yeah just second that i really like this uh, specific buttons fly game for sure it's it's a great quick little solo um solo experience and it fits in your pocket 
Yeah, that's uh, the Agropolis actually also comes with a couple of uh, expansions as well. Once Invasion, the one card disaster hits Agropolis, and then <laughs> uh, it also comes with Combopolis, which combines Sprawlopolis and Agropolis. So you could Ooh, it allows that's you cool. to play the two together. So you're out in the farmland, and then you wander into the city, and and then Rexstar shows up. Yes, <laughs> and and then Invasion. <laughs> No, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I uh, kind of forgot about that they did Agropolis. Um, uh, at this point, I probably you know I don't think you need both. Well, I guess you just said that they can uh, you can combine the two of them. So I take that back. I was gonna say I, w- I would say you probably don't need to buy both because they're both similar. But uh, it just depends on what you're into. I like the I do like the idea of an agriculture version of the game. <laughs> that really is appealing, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't feel the urge to go buy Sprawlopolis I don't I don't own it but uh, I don't feel the urge to go buy it because I feel like like I'm getting that same effective gameplay in Agropolis just happens to be the version that I have um I kickstarted it so that's even how that's how I got it um and you know for like $13 or whatever like it's hard to hard to beat I've already got my money's worth out of it so yeah for sure nice Yep, Button Shy, uh, I really do like that. I think that's one of their best. That's I, that If I had to name the top three that I love, that would be definitely in the top three. All right, let's jump into the next one. Um, my next one is a game. It's a big game, and I don't play this a lot solo, but every once in a while I just feel like playing this game. And um, and I just am just at home, and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to set it up. I'm going to run through it. Uh, that's Lost Ruins of Arnak, actually. So Lost Runes oh. of Arnak, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a game that's come out that came out last year, and it's very popular. Uh, and I just really, really like it. I've had a lot of fun engaging with this game. We've played it hits the table at our game group a lot. Uh, I've played it with my wife several times, and um, it requires a lot of setup. Is the only downside to this, and they are <laughs> really bad in my mind. Uh, it's one of the games that they don't have any organizers in the box. It's just a bunch of bags, and so. It's kind of a pain at the moment until you make your own organizer or you you buy one. Agreed. Um, yeah, I would love to see some sort of organization system or game trays or something for it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a big downer. You open the box and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, and you just gotta like sift through all this stuff. Um, but you know, check games are kind of notorious. There's, I feel like they're one of the last one of the f- uh, remaining big distributors that are still like, nah, d- uh, inserts are stupid. We're never going to do inserts. And Let's I don't just know give if them a, a save- dozen bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's a save money thing or what, because their game, they have some great games, but mo- they're all, I can't think of any one of their games that has an insert. It's all just, yeah, mountains of bags, tiny little pieces. They do great production value, but <laughs> it's such a pain to set everything up and tear everything down. Um, so, you know, some of the – so as a first pl- or solo player game, this is definitely one I don't get to the table a lot. But it is a very distinct game, and I love the theme. I love the Indiana Jonesy exploring the uh, – you know, the actual um, exploring the jungle and, and finding and tracking down these lost ruins um, is really fun. So you are playing against the game. You're, it's not necessarily a – I guess it is – well, it's a score you're trying to get to it, so that is what you're trying to do. But it's also experimenting and playing with different strategies because the game does allow you to kind of focus on three different – avenues of point generation you can't ignore any one of them really you want to do one of them all of them at least a little bit um but it's really fun to see how far you can progress on one or focus mainly on one uh and supplement with another um and just kind of play with the system i really love the system there's a reason why it's so popular um and i just really love the system so you know every once in a while i will throw this on the table and play it solo i think it plays really well solo it's really fun to play uh it's just the setup is the biggest hit against it so if you're in the mood for that type of game, Arnak is hard to beat in that sense. Well, I love Lost Runes of Arnak. That was uh, that was on my list. I think is my either number one or number two uh, game that I played last year. Uh, I'm going to be embarrassingly honest here in that I never even realized it was soloable. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I played it. I played it two player and three player um, a few times, quite a few times, and. Uh, I have never even thought to bring it down to play it solo, so that's uh, that's good to know. That's good yeah. to know that it plays well. How is it? Is it? Does it play against like an, an automa, or is it you're trying to get points? Or 
Um, so I, I, uh, I kind of house rule a bunch of stuff when I do it. I just kind of play it. I play it, I've played it a couple different ways. I've played it two handed where I'm two players. And that's actually honestly the way I typically play it where I'm two fisting, um, two players. And I, I kind of like that. I, I do that a lot with games where I just sort of <laughs> make my, um, uh, in my brain, I've got two, uh, you know, s- explorers that are sort of uh, bumbling into the forest <laughs> and uh, watching them sort of uh, explore that way. That's how I play it personally. Are you so competing I... with yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in, yeah, in a way that, and <laughs> this is a weird way to do it because, of course, I'm like, well, I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt, but I'm also going to give my other self the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I'll actually two fist this game, which is not um, uh, the be- maybe the best way to approach it. <laughs> But that's how I play it. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll have to check out the actual solo rules. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I'm just realizing okay. I don't know if I know the actual solo rules. Um, I know it, it is an automated opponent that you're playing against uh, in the solo rules. So it is basically they're doing something and then you're doing something. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I really enjoy two-fisting it. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong with that. Um. Okay, well, that was that's, that was your number three, S- or I, I don't know seven or wh- wh- how are we keeping? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was number three. Yeah, that was your third game. Okay, so my third game is actually um, I'm looking at this. This may be one of the oldest on my list. I think this is the oldest on my list, um, and this is a game that. Depending kind of on how you're rolling the dice, it's a pure dice roller, um, this can very commonly be kind of considered right out of the box too easy. And okay. uh, there are ways to make it harder, which I usually play with and uh, kind of come to a good mix, but also has an exceptional app. Uh, but I kind of prefer to play it on the table. And that is Elder Sign. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Elder Sign is a Yahtzee-style Cthulhu Mythos game set in, uh, it's like it's the Arkham Files universe, same as, like, Arkham Horror and Eldritch Horror and all those. And uh, this is kind of the Yahtzee Dice version of it, and it's very thematic, um, it's very quick-rolling, um, because it's co-op, it, uh, it basically is uh, a solo game anyway i kind of consider most co-ops to be just like solo games because one person could play every player and it doesn't matter um so uh but i really uh, of all those kind of games uh i elder sign to me is the most accessible uh you just pull it out and you just roll dice and I like rolling dice, so and there's a lot of dice in this game, so and there's good ways to mitigate things, and um, and I don't have the the big problem of uh, always losing, because you know that's frustrating about solo games. There's some of them that just you know you're gonna lose most of the time, so um, but not so Elder Sign. You could win it every time if you wanted to, but I like it. Yeah, I, love I like it. it. It's uh, definitely one of my most played solo games <laughs> nice um yeah i really uh i really like elder sign i i get frustrated by the game so much because it is a dice and you know everyone says uh they either roll dice well or they don't i you know and it's all random but i swear to god this game is like haunted because there are times when you go on such bad stretches or nothing works uh but then there's times when it's so satisfying to hit correctly in this game so i've never i've never played it solo uh, but I could see it being really fun, actually. Yeah, it's uh, it's the same game as playing with people, only you're the people. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, we played this one time. I played this one time with Kirsten and Joey, and we won it so quickly that Kirsten asked, is this game broken? <laughs> because there's no way it should have been that easy. And I'm like, no, right. we just we just happened to roll. Lucked like, out the the right way and it's the yeah. same with the app same with the app there's there's times i can beat like the hardest guy with like six doom tokens left and <laughs> then there's times where like just 
run through it. And then there's times where like I I can't beat the easiest guy. Like I die halfway through, and I'm like, this is was so quick. Um, right. So it really does depend on the die, which to me is kind of fun and in a solo experience it can be frustrating if you've got a whole bunch of people together and like you're dragging everybody down by rolling bad or um or something like that and like you're the guy responsible for tanking the whole thing but if i'm responsible for tanking my solo game i don't care yeah right (laughs) if only i could find a way to play group trick taking games by myself (laughs) so i won't get yelled at uh Uh, all right. Well, cool. Yeah, I'll have to jump that. I kind of forgot about the the app too. I have played the app now that I think about it, and it is a really, really good app. It's a fantastic app. Yes. Um. All right. Nice. That's a great one. All right. Let's see. My number four is going to jump into um. Uh, let's see. Are we counting apps? Should we count apps? There's some games there. There's one. Ah, oh, you know what? I will hold off. We'll think about it. We'll talk about. It. Maybe we'll throw it in tomorrow. Um, another one for me is a roll and write. So this is a, uh, the game that is in the role player universe and it is cartographers. Uh, this game is just, a, or it's actually flipping, right? I'm sorry. This is a flipping, right? And cartographers is a game where you are basically exploring a new land as a cartographer to map it out for the kingdom to explain what is over there so that you can, uh, I don't know, conquer it or at least know what's over there. Um, and, uh, it's just fun. I really like, I really like cartographers in general as a flipping right. It's a great game to play with any number of players in my opinion. And I think it does what it does really well. Um, it's a fun sort of, I, I just love the idea of a flipping right being, yeah, you're just, you are a cartographer and you're mapping out this land and, uh, you're going to run into, uh, you're going to find villages and you're going to find forests and wetlands and, um, you're going to find monsters that are lurking out there somewhere. You've got to navigate around these mountains. And uh, you're basically, you know, there's no fighting in it. You're, well, I guess you can the monsters attack you. But uh, you're not a soldier. You are literally just a cartographer. And you get, you win by being the best cartographer of them all, by mapping the most accurately and the most expansively and the most, um, uh, finding the most rewarding things in the land that you're mapping. And I just I just love that. I love that theme that you can have an exciting game like that. Uh, but it plays really well by yourself too. So once again, this would be a game that you're just trying to get to a certain score or, um, um, yeah, you're just trying to beat a certain score and then better your score. And so it's a very peaceful game. I find it very relaxing to play this game. Um, uh, and uh, it's a game that I'll just sort of like, you know, be kind of chilling out. It's sort of a lazy Sunday afternoon type of game for me to play it solo. And so I really, really enjoy it, and I think it plays best at any count. It is one of those ones where it's like one to 100 players, but <laughs> I don't know if I would want to play with 100 people, but I definitely would play with one to four. Okay, yeah, I have uh, Cartographer's Heroes, and I, I like it too. Um, of of the flipping rights uh, that I have, that's probably my second favorite. Nice, yeah. But I'm guessing but Welcome I, I, to I like it. Top beats it out? Uh, yeah, well, I, I would play Welcome to over uh, Cartographer, or at least Cartographer's Heroes. Sure. Uh, I, would, I would, but not on my list. So. <laughs> All right. Because well, there there's go. so many other great things. <laughs> Too many to count. Well, let's keep going then and knock them down because uh, uh, I was my four, so this is your four. What do you got? All right. Um, so my next game is uh, it is a one-player only game. And it is very, very small. Um, not, not as small as uh, Agropolis, but, uh, but in a tiny little tuck box. Uh, it's called Harsh Shadows. Harsh and it's Shadows. By, and it's by Wonderspell. It was, uh, it was kickstarted, and I, I think it it's, has not gotten a retail release, and I don't think we'll get a retail release, but I think you can buy it on the the Wonderspell website. Um, and basically it's kind of like, like a spy version of solo clue. So you have uh, cards and you're basically trying to uh, find, figure out what is in these evidence envelopes effectively, which are the envelopes are just cards. So you're, you're kind of trying to figure out um you're trying to gather evidence against uh, this other spy. So you're laying out this grid of nine cards, right? 
and each card has, uh, each of the locations has a power, and it also has a discovery card next to it. And okay. so you, you each turn you move your guy uh, to go to an adjacent location, and you take that discovery card, right? So, okay. uh, and then there's this uh, Automa movement deck that uh, moves around the sp- uh, the spy, the bad guy that you're trying to catch. And um, if he lands on you, then you have to give up one of your clue cards that you're, okay. you're collecting. Um, so when you uncover a discovery card, it could either be a bomb or it could be a clue card or it could be um, an actual like item like binoculars or hidden camera or a gun or a passport or something like that, right? Okay. And so you're trying to gather the evidence uh, in your hand that matches the evidence that's in the folder. So there's going to be a couple of folders. Um, There's uh, three items are in evidence, which are the items that you're trying to collect, but you don't know what they are. So you're trying to eliminate them clue style, right? Okay. So uh, there's also false leads that if um, that what you're trying to do is you're trying to reveal the false leads so that you know you're kind of that's how you narrow down what is actual evidence. So if you get uh, if you find out that in the false leads, uh, say a hidden camera is in false leads and you've collected a hidden camera in your items, you know, that's not part of your evidence. So you can use huh. that card to like uh, if you land on a bomb or something like that a bomb makes you discard a discovery card okay um you also start the game uh with a like bomb decoding kit or bomb deactivation kit diffusing kit and um and you can also use uh every location has a special power that you can use one time that will okay. do something for you. So you can decide when in the game to use it. And ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to put a tracking bug on this other spy and you're trying to collect the um, the three pieces of evidence that are going to convict him. And then you, you're trying to land on the same spot as him. Okay. Uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, uh, but it is doable. I win probably about 40% of the time. So a little less than half the time, but it's uh it's quick to reset and it's fairly quick to play. I think it's uh the box says thirty minutes. I think it's closer to twenty, but I played it quite a bit and it's uh it's it's a quick, easy one to just set up when you have, you know, twenty, thirty minutes to just sit there, plays real quick solitaire and uh yeah. I, I've really in, enjoyed it. It's probably my favorite uh, one-player-only game. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I've never even heard of this game. It looks really neat. Harsh Shadows. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot it's, of fun. It's so rare to come up with a straight one-player. Like, there's so many, there's so few straight one-player games. That's that's great, though. Wonderspell. Yeah, All right, yeah I'm going to uh, check this one out. It, it, it is a lot of fun, and it... it coordinates surprisingly well as far as like the evidence goes because like there's two copies of every um every equipment card so uh and then some of them go under evidence some of them go under false leads and one of them goes under red herring and you can use the clues that you collect to turn them in to reveal one of those Hmm. so you can kind of uh pay a clue to reveal a false evidence or you could pay uh, a couple of clues to reveal like a real evidence. Um, and so that way you kind of know what you're collecting and you can't really, it, it's good to know those things because uh, you're invariably, the spy's going to land on you or invariably you're going to hit a bomb because there's quite a few bombs in the game. And right. so you're going to be giving up things in your hand. And if you give up something that's real evidence and no way to get it back, then you, you know, you've lost the game at that point. So Huh. Okay. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's very small. So like next time I come to Denver, I'll bring it. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to check this out. 
um, that just came out last year, you said? Uh, yeah, I just got it uh, in the mail, I think, um, got August or September. Oh, sweet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing there. I have it. Uh, Wonderspell has it on their site, too. You can buy it directly. That's cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'd love to check this one out. Either I might just pick it up if it's only 12 bucks. It, yeah, as I say, it's cheap. It's really good. It's really small. So, uh, But it's, uh, it's, it's easy to get into. Um, I had to watch a video on it because the directions were, weren't the best instructions I'd ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. but if you get it and you don't understand something, I'd be happy to explain it over the phone. So perfect. Well, all right. On to number five. Um, so I am going, I think I'm just going to mention, um, hmm, what should I mention here? <laughs> I've got a couple here that I think are just uh, – they'd be on anybody's list, and I think – I'll just get that one out of the way. So uh, and then we'll go in tomorrow and try to surprise you guys a little bit. Um, so this one is uh, Seventh Continent. Seventh Continent, I think you know a lot of people would agree that this play is just I, amazingly as a single-player game. Uh, we've talked about this before, this game before, and so there's not really much to get into. But Seventh Continent, I think, in my experience, I've, I've had hit-and-miss experiences playing with other people. And I think part of the issue is is that it is not – what most people would consider a board game. It is more of a role-playing game with a growing tableau of a board, in quotes, that is more um, the world you're exploring. So it's actually more akin to, like, um, like a D&D, maybe, in that you're kind of... Each tile you expose and gives you several branching options of things to do. Uh, you have an overarching full goal that you're trying to do you're trying to you know um, come back and re-explore this area that you can't remember <laughs> of and you've you've been here before but you need to re-explore and find this uh explore this continent and, and find these certain mysteries so i really really love playing this game solo i think it, it's a very it's a hard game it's not easy to do um it still plays extremely well solo i typically will play as two characters as opposed to just exploring solo one uh, so I'll double fist it. You can play all all four characters if you'd like to, and and but I think that's a little tedious, uh, and it's just hard to remember. <laughs> what is it? What did everyone do again? There are no turn orders here, so it's basically this guy does this, and then he's done, and this that'll do this, and then they're done. Um, and so um, it's 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 kind of like I said, it's more of like a fluid RPG system. The way it, I think, and I haven't done this yet with a group of people, is to, I think the best way to play this actually would be to play with someone or a group that you have played like a role playing game with. I think this would be a great alternative to a role playing game. Um, but if you can't get that going, solo is is really really awesome. The nice thing about it too is there are a lot of pieces in this game, a lot of cards that are going on. But their save system is very, very well done. And so you can uh, shuffle back – or not shuffle back – organize a game that you're currently playing into their save system in the box – um, really quickly and be able to pull it out again at a later later date or um, just set it aside to clear the table and then be able to pull it about pull it out you know I don't know if you want to play it after dinner or something like that you can play it again and pop it out again real quick so as a solo player game it's th- that is very helpful for a big quote unquote big ish game that it can uh, stow quickly and then be brought out quickly so part of the reason I also like it there uh, it'd be nice if there was a smaller way a way to bring the box around it's not exactly a totable game you do need the whole box basically to to get this going you can't like take a certain amount of cards that you know you're only going to encounter because you really don't know where you're going to encounter because they're coming from all over the box. But love this game solo, and I definitely think it is probably one of the one of the, my favorite overall solo experiences. There's just nothing quite like it. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I have never played it. so. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe when you are in town one of these times, we'll have to set aside time to do a two-player. It is, it is great two-player. I just think it's more the expectation um, of what people are expecting than what the game is because it is kind of a loose format, and I think you can run off by yourself to go do stuff, and that's totally fine. It's a little more dangerous, but I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, I, I, don't, I feel reserved to do that because... Uh, you know, in a typical board game, I'm not going to just sort of go off and play by myself. <laughs> right. Except the the games on this list. Exactly. I go off and play any of these games by myself. They're the exceptions that prove the rule. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, yeah. So Seventh Continent, a great one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all right. So that's my number five. Where is your number five? All right. Or my what number, is your number five, five 
My number five and last one for this episode is uh, it's Marvel United. Ah. Uh, also including um, X-Men United. So uh, just the whole system, the United system. Um, and this is the game that I... There is a solo mode where you pick three heroes and you just shuffle all their decks together and then you uh, just get dealt a hand of five cards and play like that. Um, my preference on this is to just is to pick three heroes, but keep the deck separately and just play separately as each hero. So basically playing the game three handed, but solo, like like there were three players. Um, I think that it just it feels a lot more thematic because uh, a different character is going each time. When you have them all shoveled in one deck, you might have like three Captain Marvel cards in your hand out of five, and so you just end up kind of playing the same hero over and over. And um, I don't know, it just doesn't. I I'd rather uh, have all the options open for all the heroes, and. Uh, and because the cards kind of play off of each other, because you can use whenever you place the card in this, the storyline uh, that you play, it uses those symbols and the symbols from the card that went before it. So you can kind of chain things together in fun combo ways. Um, and I just think you have more options, and I, I just enjoy it a lot more uh, playing it three-handed than I do the, the regular solo rules. But it's a co-op game. And so, therefore, it's one of those games that is uh, effectively, like, multiplayer solo anyway. Okay. Because, um, uh, again, most co-op games are just, like, one person could play everybody on the team, and it doesn't make it any weaker or stronger, really. So, um, Cool. Yeah, this is yeah. a great one. I, I haven't played any of these. We talked about this in a previous episode, um, United, and United looks really cool. I'd love to try it. It's one of those games where it's just like, um, I really want to try it, but I know I don't have room in my collection for it, <laughs> you know, at this point, at this time. So I, I'm so fascinated by this game, though. It's I love the minis. I love the style of art they do with this. I love it's, you know, it's, it's silly kind of, but uh, silly, but exaggerated Marvel art. Um, I yeah. really love a lot of a lot about the look of this game without having tried it yet. And it it is it's it's very uh, it's very light. So it it would be a game you could play and and if you go online and read like a lot of people play this game with their kids. Sure. Because it's it's easy to digest. It's Marvel, so kids will pay a little better attention to it anyway. It's cutesy, but at the same time it's not so light that it you know, floats off the table. It's not so light that you can't still have good, meaningful choices and, uh, you know, strong tr- strategic and tactical options. It's uh, it it can be as light as you make it, effectively. And and the okay. good thing is is with um, the variability really comes with all the villains. And because I got like all, I don't know, sixteen boxes or whatever of. Um, the original and the X-Men, uh, there's there's like 50 or 60 bad guys. So, like, and, and just a bazillion heroes, too. And the hero decks don't play as differently. Uh, they're different, but they don't play as differently as the villains do. The villains basically make entirely different games. The villain sets up what is going to be um, the end game. Uh, it also sets up, like, so all the goals that the, the heroes and villains are trying to accomplish during the game is all determined by the villain. Huh, and, uh, okay. and playing two different villains really make for playing completely different games. The system's the same, but you're, you don't feel at all like you're playing the same game between villains. Okay. Interesting. So, and I found especially with, um, with the X-Men uh, games... Uh, yep. Because it's the second iteration, they've had a lot of experimenting time and a lot of like time to see play testing time and time to see what works and what doesn't. Um, right. That the villains in the X Men ones are uh, are even more just like out there and change the game in these wild, crazy ways. So uh, it never gets stale like 
uh, you would think a light game like this would get stale. It, it really doesn't. It does a great job of staying fresh with every villain. Hmm, cool. Yeah, I really, really want to try this one out, so i got to find a find a way to play this. But um, nice. All right, well, there we go, guys. That is our, our first part of our list for solo games that we uh, – solo games. I don't know why I keep trying to add a longer title. <laughs> solo, <laughs> games. solo games. Yeah, solo games. Um, so uh, I, I decided to forget to our next part of our list, but I feel like we got a good selection here. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're doing a solo game list too. I, I feel like uh, it's the un the unspoken of side of gaming largely that people don't talk about as much. But solo game is a pretty solo game is a pretty vital thing in a lot of ways. So it's nice to be able to talk about our experiences. Speaking of talking about our experiences, we'd love to hear about your experiences, and uh, you guys can get a hold of us and tell us about those in a couple of different ways. You can go to Twitter and Instagram at Roasted Games One. You can also go to uh, Facebook and find us at Roasted Games. You can look for our burning dice symbol, burning die, I'm sorry, singular, uh, burning die. And uh, those are probably the three best ways to get a hold of us. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye.